Now, to this point, we've examined three tests of genuine faith in First John. The first test is a test of righteousness. The second, a test of love. The third, the test of the heart that does not condemn. And here in this final section, we want to look at the, the test, the final test, the test of the Spirit. And to see what John has to say about this, let's read from 1 John chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. Reading from the English Standard Version, we read, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which, we, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are, not, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, as we begin, notice that John challenges the believer to examine every spirit. Verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now, the word spirit has many different meanings in Scripture. It can refer to the air we breathe. In the spiritual dimension, it, it describes either the Holy Spirit or an evil spirit. But beyond this, it speaks of that part of us that is able to think and to reason or to commune with the supernatural. In fact, in these six verses that we read, John uses the word spirit six times. So we read in verse 2, the Spirit of God. In verse 2 again, the spirit that confesses Jesus Christ. Verse 3, the spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ. The, the, the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of truth, and the spirit of error also in those first six verses. Now, what are these different spirits and what do they represent? Well, let me just briefly take a moment to consider this. First, we have the reference to the Spirit of God. And this, obviously, is a reference to the person of the Holy Spirit. Second, the Spirit that confesses Jesus Christ relates to the heart of the individual who accepts the claims of Jesus Christ and his teaching. The Spirit that of the one who does not accept Christ once again refers to the heart of the individual who rejects Jesus and his claims. The spirit of Antichrist is, is that a satanically inspired teaching and philosophy of our age that rejects Jesus Christ and his claims. 
It's a philosophy. It's an ideology that, that is represented here. The spirit of truth is the, the teaching as inspired by the Holy Spirit and revealed in, in scriptures. The spirit of error is the, the teaching of falsehood and rejection of scriptures as taught by the spirit of Antichrist in the world. And, and so we have six different definitions or six representations of this word spirit in this world. And that is the world in which we live, a world that has many different ideologies, many different philosophies, many different teachings, many different attitudes and hearts. And, and all of these spirits that, is, that are represented here are part of the world in which we live. Now, having examined briefly these various references to spirit in these verses, let's just take a moment to consider what John is telling us about these spirits. And the first thing we need to understand is that not all spirits are good. And the first thing we need to understand here is that there are spirits that are contrary to the purpose of God. There are philosophies, ideologies, spiritual forces that are contrary to God and his purpose. Examples of this in this passage of the spirit that does not confess Jesus Christ, the spirit of Antichrist or the spirit of error that, that John refers to here. And John challenges us to test Every spirit, because in verse 1 he says, many false prophets have gone out into the world. And these false prophets are instruments of Satan to distract and to keep people from the truth of God's word. Now, if you've ever planted a garden, you'll be aware of the problem of weeds. These weeds, they grow fast and take the nutrients from the soil, and they can quickly choke out the good plants and block the sun from reaching them. Any gardener knows that if you want the plants to grow and reach their full potential, you need to deal with the weeds. And one of the most important qualities in a gardener is that he or she is able to distinguish the true plant from a weed. And John is telling us here that this same principle applies in the world in which we live. If we want to reach our full potential in Jesus Christ, we must learn to distinguish between these various spirits seeking our attention. And the question we need to ask ourselves is here, how do we distinguish one spirit from another, one teaching from another, one attitude from another. How do we know what's from God and what's not? What do we know? How do we know what to pull up and throw away or what to allow grow to grow in our lives? Now, John gives us in these verses that follow some basic principles that we need to observe if, if we're going to learn how to discern. Here he tells us how we can discern what are weeds that need to be pulled up and what are true plants that we need to cultivate and allow to grow in our lives. Now, if we're going to be able to distinguish what is from God and what is not from God and discern the spirits or test the spirits, we need to begin by what John tells us in verse 2. 
Verse 2 says this, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Now, what does it mean to confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? Well, on a very basic level, it means that we recognize and confess that Jesus Christ, as the Son of God, came to this earth, that he took human form and became a man, and that as a man, he lived a perfect life, laid down his life for the pardon of our sins and rose again from the dead and is now with the Father. That at a very basic level is what it means to confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, that he came as a son of God, laid down his life for us and rose to be with the Father. But the question that we need to ask ourselves is this, how is, what does it Jesus mean by this? There are many people that recognize the reality of Jesus living on this world and dying a, a, a death on the cross. If you were to ask Satan himself whether the literal presence of Jesus was on this earth, he, he would have to admit that Jesus did walk on the face of this earth, that he rose from the dead, he, he died and rose from the dead. And so acknowledging Christ has come in the flesh is much more than acknowledging it, an historical fact. To, to acknowledge that Jesus has come in the flesh is not just recognizing an historical fact, but that fact demands a response. And, and if that fact is true, then we have every obligation to surrender to it, to him in return. So the question I, I have to ask myself is this, as I am seeking to discern the spirit that is within me, the spirit that is out there, the teaching, the philosophy, the attitudes, the, the heart, if I am seeking to discern whether that spirit is from God, I must ask myself, does this spirit Confess Jesus as the risen Lord. Does the Spirit, as a result, surrender to this wonderful Lord and his work? Does the Spirit well up within me in wonder and praise to him for what he's done? Does it acknowledge him as the one who has come in the flesh to die for me? And does it respond in gratitude and worship and praise and thanksgiving and honoring him? This according to Paul, is one of the tests of how we can know whether the spirit that we are hearing, the teaching we are hearing, the spirit that is in us, does it confess Jesus as Lord and Savior who came to this earth? Is it the central focus of that spirit that we seek to discern? And what John is telling us is that every spirit that is from God acknowledges the reality of the work of Jesus Christ and the centrality of that work in the history of this world. Now, moving on from this, 
John gives us a second way in which we can discern whether the spirit in us is from God or not. And he expresses this in verses 3 and 4 when he says this, And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now is in the world already. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So John tells us that not all spirits confess Jesus Christ. And he speaks in particular about the spirit of Antichrist that is not only coming in full force, but is already evident in, in, in our world in this day. This spirit is anti-Christ. It is against Christ, opposed to everything that Jesus represents. And that spirit of anti-Christ is evident in the moral standards that this world has embraced. It's apparent in its rejection of the word of God as its authority. We catch a glimpse of it in its selfish ideologies, instant gratification, riches, throwing off restraints, me first, all reflect this, this spirit of antichrist that is so prevalent in our daily news and, and reports. And even Christians have fallen prey to the spirit and, and, and many have fallen into the temptations of, of this world and, and it is influencing even our churches and, and we need to be able to discern whether the spirit, those philosophies, the teachings, the attitudes are, are, are part of what God has intended for us or whether they are the spirits that we need to pull out of our garden and throw away. And so John, as we look at this, gives us a way to discern whether the Spirit is from God or not. And look at particular at what he says in verse 4. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. John tells us that the Spirit of God, the Spirit that God gives us, overcomes the Spirit of Antichrist, the Spirit of this world. Now, by John is speaking here about the evil philosophies that, that are promoted by Antichrist, the spirit that does not confess Christ, the spirit of error that is also prevalent all around us. And the question we need to ask as we seek to discern whether the spirit in us, whether the spirit that is being taught, the teachings, the philosophies around us are from God or not, we have to ask ourselves, if we're going to discern that, whether the spirit that is within us is increasing our victory over the lusts of our heart, over the anger that we feel, over the jealousy, over pride? Does the spirit within us move us into righteousness and holiness? Does it strengthen us in our walk with Christ and our commitment to him? Does the spirit within us lift up Christ in his ways? Does it give us victory? Does it lead us into righteousness and holiness and godliness in our life? Consider what Jesus says to the Pharisees when, when he, when they accused him of casting out demons by the, by means of the devil himself. 
Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 12, verses 25 to 26. Knowing their thoughts, he said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and no city or house divided against itself will stand. And if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And what we need to understand is that the spirit of this world and the philosophies of this world are at war with the spirit of Christ and godliness and holiness. They are opposed to each other. And in fact, writing to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 3, Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God will ever say Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. And Paul tells us here that the spirit of evil is so opposed to Christ that it will never confess or admit that he is Lord. The very thought is repulsive to the spirit of this world. Nor will the spirit of Christ in any way ever blaspheme or depreciate the work of Jesus Christ. The spirit that is from God will always elevate the person of Jesus Christ and his work in our lives. The spirit that is from God will always draw us towards holiness and righteous thoughts and living. The spirit that is godly will give us ever increasing victory over the world, over its temptations, over its philosophy. And so the question we have to ask ourselves, is the spirit within us, is this teaching, is this philosophy, is this spirit a spirit that draws us into a life of holiness and godliness, or is it a spirit that leads us astray from the truth that God has taught in his word? Now, the final test of whether a spirit is from God is found in verses 5 and 6. This is what John says. They are, speaking of the world, from the world. Therefore, they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Notice what Paul says here, or John rather says here. Those who are from the world speak from the world. But those who are from God listen to us. Now, the word us here refers, of course, to the apostles, to the truth they taught, to the scriptures that God has inspired. And what's John telling us here? He's telling us that those who are of the world do not grasp, nor do they have any particular interest in the teachings of the apostles and what the apostles teach and what God himself has inspired. Believers and unbelievers do not have the same authority. 
As believers, the Bible has come alive to us. We pick it up and it speaks words of life that change our lives. Our heart has been transformed and we now have a relationship with Jesus Christ and we have ears to hear what he is saying to us. He who has ears to hear, let him hear, the Bible says. We are being led by the Spirit and we know the leading of God's Spirit. We're being comforted by his word and the conviction of the Spirit is in our heart as we wander from the path of truth. This world has a different way of thinking and speaking. It's not interested in the teaching and the, of the truth of Scripture. It does not walk in the truth of the apostles. If you want to know if the Spirit in you is from God, then ask yourself if it conforms to the truth of Scriptures as revealed by the apostles, by the prophets. Does the Spirit that you are examining and seeking to discern, promote a worldly lifestyle, or does it draw us deeper into commitment to the truth of God's word? Now, John makes it clear that we can distinguish the spirit of truth from the spirit of error by means of the scriptures. They are from the world, therefore they speak from the world, and the world listens to them. But we are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen to us, and by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. So John tells us that there are many spirits in our day. And how do we test those spirits to know if they're from God? Well, John gives us a threefold criteria. First, does the spirit confess Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and humbly surrender to him and to his work? Second, is the spirit in us an overcoming spirit, giving us victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil? Third, does the spirit in us conform to the truth taught by the apostles as recorded in the world, in the word, or is it influenced by worldly thinking and philosophies? And as we live our lives in this world, we need to be constantly discerning what is from God and what is not from God. And that applies not only to teaching, but to the spirit or the attitudes of our very heart to examine everything in our hearts and lives in light of this threefold criteria. This is the call of God for us to discern the spirit, whether that be the spirit of error in the world, whether that be uh, the spirit of our heart, the attitude of our heart, whatever it is, to place it under the person of Jesus Christ and submit it to the test that John gives us here. If we want to know if the Spirit is from God and the faith we profess is real, we need then to apply the test of the Spirit to test every spirit according to John's criteria. And may God give us grace to live in tune with him, resisting and discerning the spirit of error, the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit that does not accept Jesus Christ, so that we can walk in victory by pulling out those weeds from our garden 
and allowing the truth of God's Spirit to fill our hearts, enabling us to overcome and to bring honor to his name.